0: Gil Whiteley is Whiteley So. Whiteley So with Gil Whiteley. Mile High Sports. In the eye of the storm, in the eye of the
1: storm. Home to a new and a shiny place. Make our bed and we'll say our grace. Freedom's light burning warm.
2: Freedom's light burning warm.
3: and welcome Gil Whiteley with you for the next hour. Uh, Just minor technical difficulties, my bad. Uh, Well, I have created quite the stir on the internet because I, you know, people read into what you write and they don't read what you wrote. And uh, I wrote that Megan... Rapino was ungrateful. She, I think she, I mean, we've made her rich, and she holds in disdain the people who have done that. Uh, and people started talking about politics and all this other stuff. I didn't write any of that. People said, oh, yeah, well, uh, I, 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 she's ungrateful. She does, she does, she is, she is, she bullied her team, and that and that's pretty well, established. In uh, in a, in the first couple of games, to not sing or put their hand and just sit there and be solemn during the national anthem. Uh, if she doesn't want to sing the national anthem, that's one thing. If she's going to take some young girls and and bully them into doing it, and once she got called out as a bully. In the last couple of games, but is the last game that they ended up losing. Uh, about half the girls had their hands on their heart and they were singing, so that was a, pretty much established the fact that those girls said, "Yeah, I'm. I. I don't believe everything that, that. And I'm not angry. I'm not angry about who I am. She's angry about who she is, and that and it's her life that is, you know, wherever you go, and she won't go away." I, the people on the internet have come out and said that uh, if, if, if people on the internet have come out and said that she's gonna that she's gonna run for office and she, she probably will. She'll be she's never gonna go away. She's gonna be she's gonna make her, her living on us because she has no respect for you and I and the people who have paid her and made her wealthy, by the way. Uh, and it, and it and it and it bothers me. You know, she she lives in a time where she got to take advantage. Over a century, athletes competed, couldn't make any money at all. They never got paid for it. I you know, and I I I basically wasn't good enough. Uh, but I worked very hard. I wanted to be in the Olympics. I wanted to compete nationally. I've done a lot of things nationally and coached teams that won national championships. I never got paid anything. It cost me money. No one ever paid me any money or gave me any money for anything. I raised money for the national championship, uh, for the, for the USA volleyball, um, Primarily more for the women than the men, uh, because I did a lot of the women's games uh, on TV when they were doing tours. Uh, I I actually sold the tours uh, to uh, some burgeoning cable networks that no longer exist back in the early 80s, 82, 83, 84. Uh, I think from 82 to 87, I did a hell of a lot of national volleyball. Uh, broadcast where i was the color commentator uh, i don't like megan rapino i have no other reason other than that she's just ungrateful and she does has she has no respect for it for me or for you and she makes it quite clear i'm sorry I, uh, and that's okay with me she doesn't have to like me she doesn't know me I don't have to like her. I don't know her, but uh, what she represents to me in in everything she does. I mean, you, if you don't want to take a, you don't want to sing, you know and you want to take a knee, go ahead and do that. I'm okay with it. You have not heard me complain about any of that. The Colin Kaepernick thing got blown out of proportion for all the wrong reasons. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, I. I can't help but get in a political fights, and no one could. And I'm not very political, uh, but I just, I, I, I just, I've, I've done, I've worked hard in my lifetime for a lot of things. And, and people that are ungrateful, uh, for what they've been given, uh, that bothers me. I was sorry i I was one, I was one of the few people who actually got up at three in the morning or two in the morning I forget what time it was in the middle of the night and watched that game I wasn't happy the national women's team lost I, uh, uh, Megan rapino Megan rapino Andrew, did you what uh, did you see the highlights of her kick?
0: it was kind of hard to miss it was all over twitter yesterday
3: she missed a twelve a twelve meter twelve meter that's basically thirteen yards maybe kick by fifteen meters <laughs> i and I kid you not that she what she missed a twelve yard a twelve yard kick by fifteen yards We'll just put it in American terms. <laughs> Uh, and which is ridiculous. I was I was sorely disappointed and sad that the U.S. women's team lost. Uh, I think that I think the coach is going to come down. You know, heads will heads will fly or fall over this. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but you know, uh, this was a you know the national women's team has been a a source of pride and a source of aggravation uh, a little bit. And so it's become way too political. Uh, I love what they've accomplished. I'm I'm sorry this team wasn't more mature. And and I think think 90%, I mean, they certainly had the athletes. 90% of it in my mind, uh, as it turns out, uh, in my mind, because I get my opinion too. People want to take my opinion away because I stated, uh, "Is the coaches just failed everybody? The coaching, the coaching, the, this, te- this team wasn't prepared for the World Cup. They were, they were too busy doing photo shoots. Uh, so unfortunately, well, a lot of things going on. Broncos camp. Broncos are back in camp. We had a lot of things with that." uh that note for me i i was born in chicago i grew up in northwestern and in evanson which were northwestern they played their football games less than a half a mile from my house now as a little kid it seemed like a long way to to go to the dyke stadium from my house but literally it's only three or four blocks (laughs) Was a little kid. That was a long way away. Uh, we, we we made that trek. We snuck we snuck in games. We didn't have any money. I, is that a great? You ever sneak in a game, Andrew, as a kid? You, ever, you and your buddies go and sneak in uh, sneak in a a football game or a high school game that people had to pay for, but somehow you figured out how to sneak in?
0: I mean the. Uh...
1: The little town that I went to high school in, uh, the the football team was so bad, they they the team paid you to go to their games. So I never actually had to sneak.
3: <laughs> okay, I, well, Northwestern was that back in your late fifties, early. Not really. They were actually pretty good back then. Uh but yeah, we used to go sneak in games. I snuck in cup games when I was a kid. We didn't have any money. We snuck on the L train in Evanston, Illinois, back in 1957, 58. I kid you not. I'm talking about nine and ten-year-old kids sneaking on the L train. The L train is the, the, the elevated train, which they have the third rail, which keep people, if you touch the third rail and a common rail at the same time, you become grounded and you become fried chicken. We didn't know. We're just playing them. We all knew about, oh, there's a third rail. Let's play like we're going to touch it. We never did, thank God, or, or something bad. We didn't understand how grounding worked because you could touch the third rail if you were standing on like a railroad tie. But if you were standing on another rail or touching another rail that was grounded, that was, that was sitting there, and the third rail... And we never did that. We didn't understand that that's how it worked or anything else. It's just we never never did it. We were always playing on the L train and on the tracks and we used to put pennies on the railroad tracks and then the, and then we were afraid, uh oh, what if <laughs> what, what if that penny derails the train? We're like, uh, could that possibly derail the train? You know that runs over the penny. And all of a sudden, the cars turn over. We had, That actually came to our mind. We are like, we can't do this. But we'd flatten pennies and all kind of other crazy stuff. We didn't have the money to flatten a dime or a quarter. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? So we flattened a bunch of pennies by putting them on their tracks. Uh, we'll take a quick break right now. This is going to be a fun show. Stick around. I don't know about fun, but it'll be a show.
1: Spice up your...
0: Have you ever wished the radio guy would think like you and say things that actually make sense rather than softening his stance to be politically correct? Well then, Whiteley so. Gil Whiteley will give you the absolute truth.
1: Hello and welcome back. Joining me, Mark Knutson, uh, who is... with uh, uh tell me a couple of the things that you're doing right now, Mark. I know that uh, that you're you're editor, managing editor, and write a column with with uh, with our friend Woody Page, woodypage.com. Here,
4: I write woodypage.com and also milehighsports.com. Obviously, the, the Three Strikes blog that came out this morning, all about the Rockies. You want? To, I know you called me today because you want to talk about the Rockies, right? No. No. <laughs> no. That's a good answer. Yeah. Uh,
1: I uh you know I don't have the time that I once had uh, you knew me when I was doing four hours in the and you know midday or and afternoon you are, drive and you for a while to. for a while on K&US, I did morning drive four hours afternoon drive two hours I was on the air six hours a day. Gee. so yeah, I mean, yeah, did I have time to talk about the Rockies what uh and the Rockies had already started then. Uh, yeah, hell, yeah, oh hell yeah. But if if a team just becomes not pertinent, uh, I don't cover them anymore. I, I, I last year I didn't cover CU football almost at all.
4: Now, now, now what you're finding out though in your condensed time frame is is what writers, you know, we have back in the day with newspapers, we had a certain amount of time, we a certain amount of space we could write stuff in, and couldn't couldn't just go on and on and on and on anymore. And that's the uh, that was well, the beauty I, of radio I, in
1: the old days. I, I, I was a columnist for the Denver Daily News for like I know. four years, I know. five years.
4: I and remember. I was writing,
1: just like any other columnist, I was writing four columns a week, yeah. you know, doing all the different things that had to be done. Uh, it is... Uh, but uh, I don't have time to talk about the Rockies when there's so much stuff going on. I, I take, right. the, I take the, the, the dissolution of the... I'm not even sure if that's the right word. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh, of it's the pac of the Pack Eight, Pack yep. Ten slash Pack Twelve. I, yep. I grew up with them. I, I was uh-huh. born in Chicago, grew up in Evanston, three or four blocks from Dyke Stadium. We were just blocks from the yeah. Northwestern campus, and uh, so I was a Big Ten guy, and I moved out to Pack Eight country. I quickly became a PAC eight, Pac Ten, Pac twelve guy. Uh, I hated I, I hated when it when okay uh uh that walk, I was yeah. like, oh, no, that doesn't make any sense. And and it's all been about the money. Everything has been about the money. In the last five years ago, I think there were less transfers. In college football than today, teams that have have changed their conference, have have deserted their conference. More universities have reneged on their word than athletes did five years ago.
4: Well, uh, yeah, the whole thing is just a giant mess. I mean, there's nothing good about NIL, in my opinion, nothing good about transfer portal. Certainly nothing good about realignment. I, it's, just, it's wrecking the sport. You uh, about this. For years, you and I would argue, we say, oh,
1: let's move the college football playoffs back to the week before the, the, the Super Bowl, yep. You know, the week in between the, the end of the NFL and the Super Bowl. It was always yep. empty. Let's yep. move it back there. And they'd yep. well, the student-athlete, you can't afford to have the student-athlete. They don't, they don't care the, about the that. No, they don't, but they would say it. Then yep. the student-athlete could travel around play in the in the in the uh uh in March madness and the college basketball player miss all contact kind of for in because they they're playing twenty five games yep. that was no problem Well, yep. what was the last time you heard uh what we want to do is best for the student athlete well,
4: they say it all the time, but when the last time they actually meant it is a good question I haven't, because... heard, I haven't heard it for a long time yeah yeah they i mean it's just you know one two things here one, this has all been inevitable since. Since the Big 12 came into existence, when the Big Eight became the Big 12, it started this whole thing going, and when the Southwest Conference dissolved. So it's all been heading this direction towards these two super conferences, an AFC and an NFC mini version that's I hopefully going to come gonna be three. I think It might it's be. be three. I it think,
1: might be. It I think it's going to be. I think it's, you're, you're going to see the big, 12, or the, the, the big 12, the SEC, and the Big 10. The ACC is going to dissolve. Into yep. all three of those, My,
4: primarily, you know, Miami, uh, uh, you Florida know, State, Florida State going Plans into the SEC. Well, you know, uh, but see, here's what happens. Ultimately, you're going to have to have an even number, whether it's three twenty-team conferences at least, or be about two, 60 teams between well, three conferences. The, the perfect number really is sixty-four, right? Because that's what they do yes. in basketball, and perfect number is sixty-four. But, but what you're going to end up with is sixty-four teams in various conferences in a miniature professional. Uh, and whether – I mean, i joked about the, the Ford Wolverines playing the Mutual of Omaha Cornhuskers at some point. Uh, there's going to be sponsorships. The schools themselves are going to be mere sponsors of teams. The, the players aren't necessarily going to even be students anymore. I mean, it's all going that direction. It's a really a, a damn shame because the game that you and I have loved for a long time is, is vanishing before our eyes, and it's happening much faster than we, than we anticipated. But on a, on, a more, on a note that's more close to the home right now or cl- more immediate – the guy who deserves a lot of grief for the demise of the Pac-12 is Larry Scott. Because Larry Scott flat out did not deliver. I mean, I wrote last week on my Three Strikes blog that when CU moved to the Pac-12, it was the right move at the right time. Texas was was doing all sorts of shenanigans within the Big 12. They got Nebraska to leave. They got CU to leave um, because they wanted everything run the Texas but way. CU so 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 left to go to the Pac-12. Right, and it
1: was the for, right move. A, it was the right move, but it they was. were promised a Rose Garden.
4: Right. By Larry uh, they, Scott. But they, only, but they only got the thorns. That by, Larry Scott promised all these big things, and he never delivered on any of them. They, big, there's articles, really in-depth articles you can read online about the way the Pac-12 spent their money and the the, the arrogance or whatever, really, you know, palatial offices in San Francisco and all this kind of stuff. They never delivered on their direct TV promise. They cost all the, – I mean, CU was planning – honestly, C was planning to bring back baseball when they joined the Pac-12. They thought they were going to get the windfall that was going to allow them to do that. And the irony of this is they might get that now from the big 12 from their. Former I, partner, which I, I is not honestly
1: even... think I honestly think for the first time in a very long time that if the, if the big 12 becomes one of the three super conferences, that CU is, is with the amount of money that's available, CU will
4: have to compete in NCAA varsity baseball. Yeah, you would think that. I mean, that makes perfect sense. I mean, the Big 12 is very solid in baseball, and now that BYU and Utah are going to be in the Big 12, you've got travel partners, you've got all the things that they, they said they didn't have prior to that. No, it, it makes perfect sense. Baylor, Oklahoma State, those are powerhouse teams in, in college baseball, so it makes sense. Now, the Big 12 is not the Big 12 they left, certainly without Texas, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Missouri, A&M. None of those teams in the Big 12 anymore. And some of the teams, honestly. Well, Missouri was already gone. Yeah, when, well, they had, see they're, you left. No, Missouri left after CU. Nebraska and CU left oh, really? first. Okay. Missouri and A and M left after. But nonetheless, those teams are gone. Six teams that were integral in the Big Twelve are all gone, and now CU is the only one coming back. So it's not the same Big Twelve, but it's kind of exciting to have BYU in your conference. And you, obviously Utah's still there, and the Arizona schools, and so there's still a, a lot of familiarity there. You know, now you got Kansas State how, is, Iowa State. how
1: is everybody kind of ignoring uh, Air Force, or is, it, is that, Air Force? See, that's the last Air thing. I was Force, say.
4: Is Air Force? Pushing people away. I don't know because I when I was down there last year for the CU Air Force game, I asked Troy Garnhart, their SID, if they if there, any of their administration had any comments on potential Power Five moves. And they he just said, no, we, we can't say anything about it. I, you could tell in his body language that they desperately would like to hear that. And it's baffling to me why no one's looking at Air Force. It's the best team in Colorado has been oh. for a long time. Oh yeah, and, I mean yeah. the second CU, second I saw Arizona our, uh, Air
1: Force on the CU schedules. Yep. I, I said to myself, I said,
4: oh, oh yeah. yeah. what yeah, a mistake is, that is. They are they are fully a power five team in every sense of the word. And they don't get any play for that. And they're a national brand. It makes no sense. Now, I wrote. But, but yeah, I wrote, yeah,
1: football, they're not a power five in basketball. True. And, true. And all, these moves, all these moves
4: have to include all the other sports. They do. They do, but there's a lot of schools involved in this that aren't, aren't great in other sports too. So that, that, that's it's all about football the driver. Everybody knows that. Um, I, I wrote in October of last year when C, when USC and UCLA were going to first move. I wrote there needs to be a merger between the Pac-12 and the Mountain West. It needs to happen, and that's, now I'm starting to hear a lot of people talking about it now. And I remind everybody I said this 10 months ago. That's where this is going to go, and all uh, oh, these schools. Listen, Air Force and Boise State are Power Five programs they, in football. They are, and Boise State's really good in basketball too. Who knows with an influx of cash how much good, how much better Air Force can get in basketball? Air Force won the Mountain West in baseball two years ago. They're coaching baseball, you know, Paul Skeens, the first pick in the draft, played at Air Force his first two years before he transferred to LSU to avoid, you know, having to go into the military instead of going to professional baseball. So Air Force can, can compete with Power Five teams in baseball and football basketball they have to get better at, but they've had their moments in basketball and history. Well we the- will never compete in basketball because you can't be over six seven and go uh, to the changes they've changed those rules. Remember when Jeff Basilic took them to the NCAA tournament back back in the early two thousands, mid two thousands. They can compete. They were in the Princeton offense with Jeff Basilic I understand that. Um, they were good. They were good, and they can get competitive. They're not going to be a national championship team, but they can get competitive. They can be an NCAA tournament team like like uh, Princeton has been so there's no, there's really no reason to exclude Air Force from any of these conversations. How teams like New Mexico, no, they're and Everything. Who knows? Who knows who's going to be part of this? Too much, too much is made about market size. Market size makes a big deal. Blah blah. blah. But SMU going to the Mountain West Pack twelve is nonsense. Nonsense. Or, or, Dallas, no, I don't think that,
1: that's not going to happen. No, they don't care. Uh, Oregon care State, Oregon State, Washington State. Yep. Uh, they're going right. to get the crumbs. The plums are going to be. Cal
4: and Stanford, where are oh. they going to end up? See, I know if, that... I'm, if I'm Cal and Stanford, I, I, I will entertain talks about merging with the Pac-12, having a, our own our pac less our excuse me, a, a, a Pac division with San Diego State, Boise State. Academically, no, it's not a great deal. No, they're State not. Is not great...
1: No, Stanford's not going go to go, yeah, get hooked up with Boise State. It Fresno, depends on the money. Gilling, no, no. It depends Stanford, on the money. Stanford it depends on the money. Well, they can't pay them the kind of money
4: that Stanford can get with the Big Twelve or the Big Ten. But who, Big Twelve or the Big Ten aren't interested in Stanford, at least not at the moment. Now, with Stanford no, yeah, part of the final? The, yeah, yeah, just you
1: know, just you know, just you know, sit back and go do your laundry, because by the time it's dry,
4: uh, Stanford's going to be hot and hot item. Well, I, I, they've been so poor in football recently. I, I don't know, but. They will be. I think Stanford will be one of the final 64 we've talked about. But I think oh, San Diego yes. State has oh, a great chance. God, yes. San Diego State has a great chance to be in that final 64. That's a great program. Final four basketball. Yeah, team it right. is. San uh, Diego State is. And so there's a lot I'm of teams. Right. San Diego State and Fresno State and uh,
1: excuse me, Colorado State. Uh, 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 San Diego State
4: is the plum among those. Yeah. Yeah. No question about it. A team like Colorado State, a program like Colorado State, has to start getting dominant on the field. They've done everything else. They've got all the academics. They've got the stadium. They've got everything going in place. They have to start winning on the field to get any notice.
1: You know, unfortunately, I was not for the stadium because I thought they were biting off more than they can chew. Oh, no, it's beautiful. And they they built a tweener stadium.
4: It's great, Gil. Have you been there?
1: No, I know it's a great stadium. And no, I haven't. But it's bigger than what they need, but it's not big enough. Move on
4: to go to the bigger of uh, the other conferences. It's the best uh, right now. It's the best Group of Five stadium in the country. Yeah. It's, not, it's not close. San Diego State just built a new one, just like it. So it's it's big enough. It's I mean Northwestern just built a built a new stadium. that's down. They're down downsizing that. to about the same size as CSU. So. It can, really? They oh, no, they're getting yeah. their moving out of Dyke stadium. No, they're not moving out. They're re- renovating it, but they're they're bringing oh. luxury or press box luxury seats. All that sort of reducing yeah. their size because they never fill I that I to sneak in there when I was a kid. Yeah, I'm, I mean it was easy to do, and it's you know most of the time it's filled with visiting fans these days. So um, <clears throat> no, CSU lacks only on the success on the football field. They've been about a good basketball program. But again, who makes the final cut of the final sixty-four? That's going to be the million-dollar question, or in some cases, the thirty-one million-dollar question, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't and think CSU is
1: going to be part of that. I think no, the not. NCAA is out. The NCAA yeah. is going
0: to
1: is going to be relegated, and you know the NCAA was more involved in in trying to find people and suspend people. Than trying to help universities. Yeah.
4: I mean, move the whole, on. It, I'm not. The
1: NCAA is going to be the 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 the, uh, the controlling interest in what was used to be NCAA
4: Division Two, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Ba- I mean, NCAA basketball term is still there, baby, and they may still be involved in that. But again, no, I'm not. I, I'm not a I wouldn't bet on that. Well, we'll never know. We'll uh, we'll, we'll know in due time, I guess. sure we will. Um, I'm not a Jim Harbaugh fan by any stretch, but the way they're treating Jim Harbaugh right now is just, it drips with hypocrisy. They want to find the guy because he didn't tell the truth about buying a recruit a sandwich and, and, and suspend the guy. It's just, they've made themselves into a joke. The NFL has made themselves into a joke. You know, with, I'm with not a Harbaugh acted.
1: guy either, and I 100% agree. I, yeah. I, gotta run, cause I got to run because I had the same argument they have with Terry Fry in just a few minutes. All right. Sounds good. See you. Friend, I have two CSU guys. Actually, Terry graduated from CU. Yes, he but did. He's a, but he's a great voice for he's CSU as well.
4: And He's a Pac 12 guy, too, so
1: he'll, he'll be great. He grew great
4: up, to to he up with Oregon, yep. Yep. <laughs> Thank
1: right, Gil. you, sir. See ya. Bye. Just an old sweet song.
0: perspective, experience, and a sense of humor. If you don't get it, listen closer. Gil Whiteley says things you need to think about. If you're wondering if he just said that, he did, whitely so. Mile High Sports.
2: Hello and welcome. Terry Fry joins us. Uh, Mr. Fry, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. I just called I just called uh, Andrew Nolan. Okay. In celebration of the fact that Nolan Arenado is still a single
0: Cardinal.
1: Okay, good. Uh, I didn't talk to him about that, but I'm sure he's also happy.
0: Yes, he's
1: good. 100%. 100%. And I'm glad he's not. That doesn't mean he's not going to bounce around in another two years or whatever it might be. Uh, But once that starts, you know, it's like, you know. you know, a guy like no should be should should' just, uh, been part of a community and an organization that that was dedicated to winning that treated him like the the, the the abilities that 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 he had and surrounded by players with the same kind of dedication and not
2: have to bounce around to try and find it. Yeah. Uh, uh you know so But the but the Rockies paid him very, very well and so it's not as if they treated him shabbily in my opinion. I, no, the no. idea of no respect and all that kind of stuff is childish. <laughs> I didn't yeah, I didn't say
1: that, but uh it's just it, uh, you just hate to see you know, I grew up I grew up with Dick Butkus and and Gail Sayers and Walter Payton and Michael Jordan and, all those guys who
2: played football in the neighborhood? i'm sorry so you grew up uh, those neighborhood games must have been great yeah
1: <laughs> yeah exactly right yeah i was uh, i i i was keeping time and keeping score on the sidelines if they were in the game
2: Well, this is uh, outside uh, but my dad my dad as you know was a was an nfl assistant coach for many years an administrator and also had been a head college coach at the university of oregon his favorite player ever, and he says he's the best football player ever. Is can you guess?
1: That's who Walter Payton? I imagine Walter, right. It was
2: Walter Payton? He said Walter Payton could have played you know, played guard for two plays and managed to pull it off. Yeah, and, it, and he never he would always help people up, but he would
1: pop up. You know, and some guy would hit him, and he would he would pop up with a gymnastic shoulder. It, it, he would elevate himself by throwing his shoulders up to, to his feet, and never, never let them see see him get hurt. He wouldn't. Yeah. He wouldn't allow that to happen.
2: He didn't step out of bounds, deliver a hit as he went out of bounds. <laughs> all of those things.
1: Yeah, there was a day when no one, and it was frowned upon for anybody, even quarterbacks, uh, to go out of bounds before being hit. Remember? Yep. Now, now, if you don't do that, you're an idiot. Yes. Uh, you know the 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 breakup of the of the of the Pac twelve, Pac eight when I knew it, Pac ten.
2: You know, we've bring, been talking bring, for we've bring. been talking for a couple of minutes. There there have been no teams switched yet during during the term of our conversation.
1: Yeah, but I got to swing back to where I'm at here. Uh, it brings me more no, it brings me no happiness. It it, it saddens me to watch the Pac-12 go away. Uh, the 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 you know it, it, I mean it, it, some people said it started with it started with CU so leaving there. Well you know
2: no yeah
1: you know, maybe it started maybe it started when Missouri went. Uh, you know, left and went to the SEC, or not Missouri, Arkansas, when, uh, when you, you know, all these different pieces added up and made left holes and teams had to move. There's been more university movement than player movement been in the last 10 years up until this nil thing happened. But unfortunately, I think this is going to break down to two, hopefully three, and hopefully the Big 12 is one of them. Uh and I think the ideal number I had Mark Knutson on before you and he, he said he, he, the, the ideal number is for those two or three conferences. They have sixty-four teams uh, in them and the NCAA who can't get out of their own way uh, is going to be the, the the representative organization for what now will be pretty much NCAA Division two, there will be the the super conferences will have nothing to do with the NCAA, they'll sell their own TV packages, they'll sell their own TV packages to the bowl games, all the other things that will happen, and it'll happen sooner rather than later.
2: Well, I think the domino that fell was significant for CU and the Pac-12 was when USC and UCLA yeah. kind of sneaked out the back door. It was amazing how quiet they kept it until it happened. Uh, well, the, uh, they used the, yeah. California, the, the board of regents being kept in the dark about UCLA until the last well, second. George, George even, Kilav- even all of that happening. George Kalavkov
1: was actually on vacation in Montana. He didn't have any idea this was going to happen. The commissioner of the Pac twelve was on vacation and made stupid comments about, oh well, it was not like they were, you know, UCLA and SC were in the were in the Bowl Championship series anytime in the near past. Well, you know what, you idiot. You're in Montana right now. You didn't know they were leaving, and you just lost the number two media market in the country, and that's all you got to say? I like well, mean, that one.
2: And I think the other the other domino for the University of Colorado's exit for the Pac-12 was getting wind of what the television agreement was going to be an Amazon streaming type thing. And that, that just wasn't going to cut it. I think they, there's been hasn't been enough talk about how that was the decisive element in Colorado leaving the Pac-12, getting word of that, and realizing that the, the television grant rights package that, that they were that they were this
1: on Comcast? now <laughs> i'd love to uh the uh it, this is a it's a it, it's it's a sad time for college athletics but i think if cu is, is part of that 64 and i believe they will i think right now and i've never i've said all along CU will never have baseball again i think if they're part of that 64 there's enough money there that they will have to compete in baseball and they'll have to make room by spending the money on, on women's athletics, which is fine with me, but they got, they've got that
2: uh, baseball really could come back to the University of Colorado. Well, it'd be interesting to see if, if the league, if the, if the big 12 actually mandates it or tries to mandate it. I don't know how many baseballs, how many schools in the big 12 do not have baseball. I do know that CU is the only one in the Pac-12 without it. Okay, uh, uh, and
1: and I think that if they're part of the, the, that those big three, the Big Twelve, is going to have to compete in all of those sports against those other those other power conferences. If they're one of the if they're not in that power conference, if they're relegated outside. That top 64. Now nah, baseball will never come back. Their money will never the money will never show up
2: in at CU. Well, one of the interesting things in, in all of the movement here recently is that one of the one of the best West Coast baseball powers is Oregon State, having won NCAA titles in an unlikely fashion, in unlike unlikely weather, and unlikely support system. So uh, now that we've been hearing talk about maybe the the Big Ten always. About, about Oregon State also switching leagues and getting down—not just the Pac-4, but down to the Pac-2—with Callum Stanford as the last holdout. So where do you and, think and I, and
1: Stanford I, will end up, and what do you think
2: will happen to Oregon State, Washington State? I think Oregon State and Washington State will end up in the Big Ten or, or Big Twelve.
1: Uh
2: Oregon or, or Callum Stanford? I think okay. they'll end up I, I don't know uh, it's really i think that's an interesting dynamic they're both of those schools are so dynamic or so arrogant about their uh, about their academics and everything else that oh, they were uh, they were uh, they, uh, they really uh, believe they really believed all this stuff about you need the measure of the school is not athletics it's the quality of it and and they wanted to be in a league with similar schools and that was like that. So, See, you wouldn't believe that, too. <laughs> well, it's funny. Have you ever seen – I understand it's out there and I haven't seen it – is the uh, before and after Phil Stephano quotes uh, about when when uh, Carl Durrell was trying to get transfers through the transfer portal and the delay in confirming their entrance in school was costing them, was costing them uh, football recruits. And I don't think Carl Durrell's been given enough slack for that. And so when uh, and Phil DeStefano said, "Well, you can still be a you know first-class academic institution and put emphasis on the academics even in the transfer process and have a winning football team." Well, then they realized that I wasn't going to cut it. And now it's, CU is as liberal as anybody at getting uh, getting transfers through the portal quickly and into the program. They they, they, got, they, they uh, saw the light, so to speak. Uh.
1: Uh, this is just, uh, you know, some teams are celebrating, some universities are celebrating, but uh, to me, it's just a sad time uh, to watch a conference. Uh, uh, to me, it, this is a bigger deal than the Southwest Conference because the Southwest Conference uh, joined basically in 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 to two really solid conferences anyway uh but the the back 12 going away uh and where I just, when i looked at scucla i'm like oh that's make no sense you look at the geographically and geographically it doesn't matter anymore uh, unfortunately
2: well it adds, just, an hour. And- it's, it adds an hour to the plane flight but also remember that if you're a, a volleyball player or you're on the golf team you're flying you're flying commercial and uh i don't think they'll ever have charters for those sports so that that's where the travel comes into play. It isn't necessarily for football.
1: Yeah, and they, they, they have to. They're going to have to adjust to all of those sports. You know, I think the Pac-12 uh, is going to be looking at Connecticut. They're going to look at Central Florida. Uh, I think the the ACC dissolves into.
2: Florida is in the Big Twelve.
1: Uh, Oh, they are, they are. They are in the Big Twelve. Well, they're okay, they're, they're
2: moving into the Big Twelve. They're one of the four schools moving into the Big Twelve.
1: Okay, my bad. Well, yeah, I, I knew they were looking at them. I didn't. I, 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 I must have missed that paragraph. Uh, but uh, but they've got to compete in a lot of sports. You know, they 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 just can't. You know, it's just not football. I mean, it's just not. You know, it's like Notre Dame can say, Yeah, well, we we'll let you have our we we'll let you have our small sports, but our football is going to be independent. They're not gonna. They're not gonna. No. No other school could get away with
2: that. Well, I thought that you know, there was there's some arrogance involved in all the schools involved in this, and I think the real bellwether for me was when Oregon and Washington switched, because those schools wanted to stay in the Pac-12. They wanted yeah, even, the
1: Pac-12. Even the Oregon coach came out and talked about CU, and then four days later, he's in the Big Ten.
2: Yeah, he just gave him a little jab. It wasn't the, the terrific, yeah, uh, body know, but, blow that many tried to but, make it. But
1: <laughs> that, but that little, that little press conference they had didn't
2: live long. That, that was,
1: well,
2: was... we need, the other thing people need to understand is the dynamic of, of state universities like Oregon and Oregon State. They should be in the same way And I will say this: for that I would see you in Colorado State were in the same. List. I think it. The best league ever was back eight with four pairs of rivals and uh, the rivalries and all of that. And I thought, uh, uh,
1: every team had a rival. Hey, I got to run, Terry. Thanks okay, so much. Y'all, thanks. We'll keep up on this. We'll be right.
0: Can't see nothing coming up behind. Gil Whiteley gives you reasons, not excuses, and Whiteley so.
1: Okay, uh, let me tell you a little bit about Molnar, M O L L N E R, dentistry.com. Uh, they're in the top 5% of all dentists when it comes to their technology, uh, their, the education of their, of their workers, the dentists, as well as their technicians, and all the things going on. They won't stop shopping. It's a dentist that will help you uh, and your family for its lifetime. Uh, you're you're coming to town. You've been here less than a year. You haven't settled on a dentist. Uh, you're not happy with your dentist. Uh, you need to give Molner a, a, a shot. Molnardentistry.com, They're at uh, 10th and Lincoln, 975 Lincoln to be more exact. They will take care of you. Uh, if, uh, when your kids grow up and they have kids, they will go to Mulner Dentistry. MolnarDentistry.com. Just go there, check, and, and you can quickly see why. Uh, you know, they they they're what they in one single day they build their own crowns, they build their own bridges, all of those things go on one visit. You can have so many things done at that exact same time. This is Mullner Dentistry. They will serve you uh, like no other dentist you've ever been to. MullnerDentistry.com. M-O-L-L-N-E-R. Well, Andrew, I'm not sure we've uh, we have we have solved anything today, but we certainly have uh, worked on the 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 you know what's happened here in the last year, two years, uh, you know, ever since all these things got announced, I said money is going as going to. I've been saying for 25 years, that money is going to ruin sports, not just professional sports, amateur sports. Money is the is the root of all evil. The NCAA, these teams, these conferences, the pack, the, the, the all these conferences, the, the teams in the pac 12 uh, that are deserting include CU. see you it's all about the money it's not about the student athlete it's hard for all of us to to, to admit but we're not hearing about the student athlete anymore and saying all oh, that well we can't pull the students out of class and can't do this all of the, no that's not even a consideration it wasn't a consideration when they were lying to us about it. Uh, well, we'll come back. We'll be at Bronco camp to uh, uh, talk about Broncos tomorrow. Uh, Mark Cooper will be in studio, as will I. And uh, uh, Broncos uh, play Friday night. So we will uh, we will work on the Broncos all week long, uh, working up uh, to, in fact, their first preseason game. I'm Gil Whiteley. I will see
3: everybody tomorrow.